The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you so much first and foremost for being an intentional spirit and for all the ways in which you promote our show. I greatly appreciate you and just remember we love hearing from you and we love hearing the types of shows that you enjoy. Um, one of the things that many of us enjoy is people that are involved in engaged spirituality that believe in social spiritual activism of rather than just being in conversations of talking, but actually people that are making a difference and being part of change itself. I'm very happy to have featured today Dr. Barbara Fields. She is Executive Director of the Association for Global New Thought, which has been in existence since 1997. Barbara, welcome to our show today. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm delighted to have you, and I um, iterate to our um, audience that you can go to agnt.org, agnt.org, Association of Global New Thought. Um, Barbara, how did um, you get on this path of being an intentional spirit? Were you... Did you start out in the mystery school when you were a kid, or <laughs> how did this journey find you? Well, all kids start out in mystery school. <laughs> all, all human beings start out in mystery school. It's just such a shame that we ever have to leave or graduate. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, everybody's going to say, well, it's a long journey. But actually... Um, in 1990, for the 1993 Parliament of the World's Religions, I was living in Chicago, which is my hometown. Now I live in Santa Barbara, California. And um, I became program director for the, for the Parliament of World's Religions um, for the centennial celebration. And that kind of, you know, I had certainly studied and had a background in interreligious dialogue, but that sort of launched a career in that direction and at that at that parliament I met um Barbara Marks Hubbard 
who is a name that many of your listeners would know. And I had never met her before. I didn't know who she was, but um, we got to know each other in the course of of the Parliament. And um, I think it was just a a few years later, we didn't really keep in touch, but we sort of did. And then a few years later, I got a call literally almost in the middle of the night because she was in California, I was in Chicago back in the central time zone. And she she was sitting around with uh, Michael Beckwith and Roger Teal and Howard Caesar and some of the real heavy leaders of the New Thought Movement. And she said, well, we're looking to form a different kind of um, spiritual council. And we were scanning um, the globe for who would be our executive director. And I decided it would be you. And so we're, you're on speakerphone. We're calling from San Rafael, California. Please meet everyone. Oh, Mary Morrissey was also one of the originators. So it, it was one of those moments where I had been certainly on my own path in this regard, but, um, you know, a connection from a previous incarnation uh, connected me with New Thought because I didn't even know what New Thought was up until that point. And that is so Barbara Marks Hubbard, isn't it? <laughs> Here you yeah, are, live exactly. on the air, and um, <laughs> I'm kind of asking you, but really, I'm not. <laughs> no, it, it it was it was lovely, you know, to work yes. from intuition. And it was a god job all the way around because this this is my spiritual family now, and we're we're almost twenty years old, so something worked. Oh, absolutely, and. And I, I love the value of, of history, um, you know, especially for people that are just now coming into unity or science of mind or foundation for better living or even agape. They, um, they often don't have the opportunity, um, to really understand the history and how things have come together. Well, when you came together as a team, all of you, um, great people, um, around a boardroom, what were, Tell us some of the the programs through the years that that you feel have been the highlight of of this team. Hmm. Well, for one thing, our first rule was that we would never sit around a board table. <laughs> um, it, it was really um, kind of a, a a band of somewhat maverick ministers and I because I didn't have a grounding in the way that the ministerial organizations really worked that wasn't the field out of which I grew um, another synchronistic event was that at the end of the parliament um, I had grown fairly close to uh, Dr. Arun Gandhi and his wife Sunanda during during those, that year or so, and um, at a at a backyard barbecue after the parliament event was over, um, Arun had asked me if I could help him figure out a way to celebrate the 50th memorial of his grandfather's um, assassination, um, Mahatma Gandhi, obviously, and we talked for several months about that, and as it turned out, um, Dr. Martin Luther King's 30th memorial was 
uh, in April of that same year. So we came up with the idea that January 30th through April 4th would be the Gandhi King season for nonviolence. That was back in 1998. And when... Actually, when I first met AG&T and was considering coming on board, I actually said that if we could do a program like that, if if AG&T wanted to sponsor that kind of work and be about that kind of work, which very soon after we named Spiritually Motivated Activism, then it would be a position I was interested in, um, so basically, I was challenging AG&T a little bit to define a mission that I could really have some passion about. And, um, you know, just to my great delight, everyone said, you know, that's it. That's the direction we do want to go. And so the Season for, for Nonviolence became our, our charter program. And um, since then, well... We've celebrated 20 years of very successful uh, grassroots peacemaking in 167 countries around the world. So it's been a pretty successful project, as you know. And what I love about it so much is that the season for nonviolence is in uh, Rotary Clubs, the Masons, um, women groups, um, different schools, hospitals. I mean, it, it's, its range is so broad, um, and that's what has always allured me and interests me in my involvement in Association of Global New Thought is because it expands beyond the walls of the churches and the spiritual communities and the centers into a whole new uh, world of exposure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely gets the grassroots uh, congregants and other community participants involved. Um, another project we did was called the Synthesis Dialogues, and that's I had a prior existing relationship with His Holiness the Dalai Lama from my work with the Parliament and with the Society for Buddhist Christian Studies that I worked with at Purdue University for a while. And so we approached His Holiness along with my dear friend, the late great brother Wayne Teasdale, to come together with um, spiritual leaders from all the different traditions and experts in the different fields of study, such as uh, environment, science, education, uh, medicine, arts, etc. And we we named those meetings the Synthesis Dialogues, and they were about a week long. The first one was in India, and the next two were in um, northeastern Italy and one in Rome at the Pope's Summer Palace, which was pretty amazing. Um, and His Holiness spent a, a week with us, and, and about a hundred um, both participants and uh, core core group leaders that we had identified and just had discussions about how all of these various areas were interdependent and what we might do to move forward. So again, that was really, <clears throat> excuse me, that was really out of the, um, the bailiwick in a sense of what the New Thought churches had ever done or thought of doing before. So that was another kind of groundbreaking um, program. 
Well, the other part of the, um, I think the underneath consciousness that's so prevalent in AGNT, which I've always found very um, inspirational and a way of modeling, is that we see that collectively we can accomplish so much more uh, than the divided or the division of this is unity, uh, this is science of mind, you know, this is that, but it's all what we can accomplish together. And you know how I feel about that is that um, we cannot, in my opinion, stand in front of congregations and say, we're all one, everyone's connected. If we have division among ourselves, because we are definitely cousins, if not the same, and um, we do accomplish so much more when we are together. And every time someone does something phenomenal in unity, then science of mind benefits, uh, foundations for better living, everybody is impacted by the same. And that is a great part about AGNT is that it doesn't get caught up in the organizational or the infrastructure. It's more the energy of what can we offer next in a changing world that's changing us. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. That's one of the things also that defined us from the beginning is <clears throat> the leadership council is composed of ministers from <clears throat> All of the New Thought organizations, Unity Centers for Spiritual Living, which was then, at that time, two different religious science organizations. Um, so this distinction between religious science and unity was virt- <clears throat> virtually non-existent in in our council for the reasons that you just articulated. In as everyone kept saying, um, we want New Thought to be known. Um, a household word. We how this is the best kept secret in the world of religion and spirituality. So how do we get anyone else to understand what this treasure trove is? Um, but we couldn't do it. It in a sense trying to explain new thought to people outside of new thought when we started saying well there's unity and a couple of organizations within unity and then there's religious science and a couple of organizations and then there's this and then there's that if if we we could barely explain it to ourselves if we when we were trying to explain it to somebody outside and it, it, people just don't relate to that kind of intra religious complexity so um i think AGNT was trying to find a way to make ourselves visible on the world stage that was comprehensible to new to newcomers. Well, and it certainly worked and and has been working and and continues to uh, to do so. That that's for sure. Of the exposure uh, through the years that you've had both at the parliament as well as with the work of the Association of Global New Thought. Um, who would you refer to um, as you think about, and not necessarily talking about living people either, who are some of your heroes? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, David Bohm and Ilya Prigogine, they, these are scientists that studied... Um, 
chaos theory and quantum mechanics. I, and I say that not not so tongue in cheek, partly because the 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 actual principles that that scientifically we know now govern the living universe are not are not restricted to the world of what we call science um, or um, molecular behavior. It's it's actually the the foundation of all principles that govern all life everywhere. And so I have heroes that are looking at the question of what is God from a whole system's point of view because I, I feel that in that we are an we are an expression we we are that and everything we do in our lives is an expression of that so my ultimate search in life is is for um what is god by any other name and so i have heroes in in all different sectors of of human discourse um simply because those who are asking the right questions authentically come not just from the field of religion or social action, but they come from the wisdom holders of every single field that human humans have ever studied. So <laughs> I'm afraid I can't give you a short answer to that question. Well, that's okay. We, we have the time. And that's... Um there's a statement that says that, you know, when children are born, like you said in the beginning, um, all children start out in the mystery school awareness and consciousness of life. And yet, you know, they wind up, so they start out with a question, and they live in the question. And yet, as they get out of education, often they're a period you know, I can't do this because so-and-so said, period. Um, this won't happen to me because of where I live or the lack of money that I have, period, or whatever. And um, I think that's really cool um, of the different exposure that we have um, beyond the walls of just even our own language um, of new thought because it exposes us to, to expand yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I think about the influences that I've read over the years. You know, um, poets like Rumi and Hafiz and um, Rilke and Wordsworth and mystics in the Hindu tradition such as Patanjali, that famous book that was translated called How to Know God based on the aphorisms of Patanjali, Lao Tzu, um there there is i i guess i'm a i'm a real follower of of the interspiritual movement brother wayne teasdale his mentor father bede griffiths um who in who created a tradition called sannyasa um which was a way of bringing what was the core truth of hinduism together with the core truths of of Christianity, especially in the Benedictine tradition. So, you know, this, this, these people who understand that reality is not broken into fragments that we then name because we like to feel we have some control with our intellectual prowess over the world. The, the, the people who know that 
the system, the the universe itself, was not broken in the beginning. And our limited intellectual capacity causes us to try to break it down into fragments and categorize and define. But um, you can't do that to that which is whole and unbroken and without distinction. So those people who have tried to look at God and look at the truth of who we are as as human sentient beings and to look at it from the point of view of wholeness to me this is the only human pursuit worth having and i guess one way or another in all the work or i've ever done or all the projects i've ever undertaken i i say yes to them if i feel that it could heal the fragmentation in some way that we have ourselves created because we have to return to that wholeness some way or we're, you know, or we don't win the game, I guess. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Coming back into that awareness. I'm talking today to Dr. Barbara Fields. She is the executive director of the Association of Global New Thought. You can go to agnt.org and uh, when we return we have many exciting projects to tell you about that are coming forth in the in the future i want to thank all of you for your continuing support to unity online radio uh, because of you we are in uh, 137 countries in the world and our messages are heard uh, near and far in ideas of practical application and tools that we can use. We'll be right back after this short break. Thank you for being with us. Wouldn't you like to share the programs that inspire you most with audiences around the world? That's easier than ever with mobile giving. Just text Unity Radio to 72727 and help us continue offering spiritual programs that change lives. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. 
It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And thanks for listening, everyone. Please take the time to go to agnt.org, agnt.org, to know more information about the Association of Global New Thought, to know who some of the Leadership Council members are currently, including myself, and to know more about the projects and the ongoing things that, that are available. I would like to make mention that there are so many resources, I mean, a library, I'll call it a library, uh, Barbara, is that okay with you? <laughs> there is a sure. library um, uh, of, of infinite material that you can use through the Gandhi material, Martin Luther King, um, Reverend Dr. Michael Beckwith. I mean, there are so many different study programs, nine-week programs, things that you can implement right away within your community. So if you are a listener and you are leading groups, whether you are leading study groups or library meeting groups, there are so many resources that you can use. And here's the thing, as of right now, they are free. I mean, how good can it get? So check out the website. It's it's like a building all, all on its <laughs> own. <laughs> No, you're right about that. Over the years, we've compiled and vetted and updated some of the most usable and creative resources that that we can find anywhere from within and without New Thought. And I I wanted to mention that um, the Gandhi King Season for Nonviolence, which happens to be celebrating its 20th year anniversary in 2017, was so successful that 10 years in, we had an event called the Gandhi King Peace Train, um, it was the most fun thing ever. We we rented some of those old vintage um, train cars that are all restored to their original condition and really just beautiful classic cars and hooked four of them to the back of the Amtrak slow train going up the coast of California and had a conference on a train with speakers and, uh, and interviews. It was just terrific. And all the task force leaders who had been part of that program for 10 years Many were meeting each other on that train for the first time. Then we had a conference up in San Jose, came back down the coast. And as a consensus, they decided that they wanted the season for nonviolence to continue all year round. So, of course, we came up with three other seasons, um, the season for the earth, the season for humane service, which involves what you can do in your community about homelessness, poverty, um, 
any kind of mistreatment of humans or other sentient beings. Also, the season for interfaith and intercultural celebration, which happens every fall. So if ever you wanted to teach or to study on any of those subjects or the, the subtopics related to them, we have all kinds of programs, films, books, resource source pages, artwork, you know, anything that it takes. I call it activism in a box. You know, people have families, they have jobs, they don't have, they volunteer at their church. They want to be good, engaged citizens, but how do you begin if you have to begin from the ground up? And, and we we know that's true, and we tried to answer the question by providing a really strong foundation for people to, to launch off of so that they could do that kind of work if they, if they were called to it. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. So everyone, go to the website, agnt.org. Well, one of the things we talk about in our meetings, we have meetings um, at least once a quarter at some place uh, throughout the United States, and we do um, AGNT rallies, etc. We were talking about how um, that people often say that I want to be here, I want to make a difference, I want to be the different maker, or as with uh, Gandhi, I want to be the change, you know, the world is looking for, and those kind of things. But the thing that I feel that we address um, so often and with intentionality with AGNT is not only do we want to be the change or offer the change or be what we want the world to see, but we also recognize that the world is changing us. And so we also recognize the value and the importance. It's kind of like when you go to listen to a great uh, author, you know, and you, you, and I've had this happen to me many times. I would go listen to this great author, like in the 90s, you know, and I would just be spellbound by what they said. Then I would go see them again, you know, five, ten years later, and they did the same talk. <laughs> <laughs> same talk, and it's like, okay, not that I couldn't, you know, benefit. Maybe I needed to hear it again. Of course, we could say that. But on the other hand, it's like, I wanted to see currently where they were and how the true application and tools would apply to current things. You know, yes, there's always the fundamental foundation, but I think that's why we go to listen to people. I think that's why we're called to events anyway. So that being said, as AG&T, we started redefining or adding to um, what we feel in how the world is changing us. Yeah, that's something that we really looked at this year. Um, in fact, I remember in one of our very early meetings, 1997 or 1998, we did an exercise um, called Big, Bold, Audacious Goals. And we actually, in the typical New Thought style, we actually sat down and wrote down on our whiteboard and on, on our flip chart um, all the outrageously wonderful things that we thought AG&T could do or wanted to do or wished to do, um, just setting out so that we'd have, you know, we could shoot for the moon. And so we put things down like um, 
speak at the United Nations, meet with His Holiness the Dalai Lama, add to world peace. Uh, you know, there we had a great list. And, and as it turned out, last year as we were evaluating, because I, I keep copious records and I have lists and agendas and things from way back when, and what what is true is, and I don't say this with bravado, I say this kind of with astonishment because we know it's always God working through us and it's not about us. But we accomplished every goal that we put on that list. So the question became, are we done or is there more? And one of the reasons that I love my AT&T family as much as I do is because to a person, these, these, are, these are our leaders and human beings who can actually ask that question authentically and mean it and be willing to hear an answer even if it's daunting and say, well, I guess that's where I'm supposed to go. So we all got that what AGNT had done was break some ground in new thought, and but, but we weren't really done. What we had done for years was kind of set the stage and created campaigns, programs, projects, and a mission that would educate people, awareness campaigns, if you will, um, to get people in the habit of thinking different about, differently about what spirituality means. It's not just in your heart. It's not just in your head. It's not just when you meditate. It's not just when you go to your spiritual center. Um, it's not just when you have inner private thoughts or, or a high-minded discussion with people of like mind. Real, real spirituality is lived every day in the context of what you have to contribute to your, to your larger society. And if, and we, we talk about all the time how different we would like our societies in our, to look like, really on the ground every single day. We want different values, ethics, different morality, um, kindness, compassion, fairness, justice, all that kind of thing. And when you ask yourself that question, where would that kind of a society come from if not from the people who have been serious about their inner spiritual work for decades and are now somehow leaking that information into their civic institutions, if you will. And so that was the discussion AG&T had and decided that what we need to do now is become more intentional, more strategic, more specific about how the challenges we're facing today, and as everyone knows, they are complicated, daunting, and unprecedented. How can we use the training in nonviolence about the environment, about humanitarian service, about interfaith dialogue? How can we use our training in these areas in order to really start to be makers of change, real, effective players in our communities. And so this whole notion of spiritually motivated activism, spiritually guided activism, um, came back to us at, a, at the next level, at the next uh, turn of the spiral, as Barbara Marks Hubbard would say. And so that's what we've really been focusing on is, is how to bring our churches and congregations into this work in a way that really makes sense to people who have not done it before. 
And we have created um, so much, and, and, and you notice how I said we. Um, so, Barbara. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Barbara is the, um, what was it that they were saying in reference to this man um, this past week in a meeting? He's a Ph. doer. Um, well, Barbara is oh, definitely. Ph. <laughs> She is definitely uh, a pH doer, and we have created uh, ConsciousMajority.org, and through ConsciousMajority.org, engage spirituality tools to empower the conscious majority, and um, we do different videos, um, we respond to global events, um, I'm loving that we're doing that now, that we we collectively uh, group together uh, to respond to certain events that go on in the world. Um, example of what occurred in Charleston, the shooting at the church, or when many of us were like all over the world when uh, Orlando occurred and we created a space that we were able to do a, a video of response to that. And it's just a greater time in coming together you know, that we are a part of now, and we are very much mindful of there are so many people out in our worlds beyond the walls of just understood communities. Like, that's kind of like saying that the only people that read books are the people that go to the library, you know? (laughs) There are are so, yeah, there are so many people that are about uh, the environment um, uh, spiritual social activism with uh, animal rights and elder rights and all those different kind of things. And they are part of that conscious majority. And that's one of the things that I'm, I'm loving now is we're going outside of the library and we are aligning and collaborating with other peace initiatives and other places that are that are already out there doing things. And that when we were talking about that, that's when uh, we created uh, the symposium that's going to be happening at the Unity Center in San Diego, California. Dr. Phils, would you like to tell us about that, please? Certainly, Reverend Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Yes, um... Yeah, I'm thrilled about this. You know, one of the other things that AG&T has been known for over the years, starting in 1999, we we, we started the Awakened World Conference Series. Um, in 1999, it was called Bridge Across Millennia. You remember, we were transitioning into a new millennium at the time. And then every year through 2008, we had these giant extravaganzas in in hotel ballrooms, you know, with all the bells and whistles, um, music and 30 speakers, and um, that those were very exciting. In fact, they were so exciting that many of the New Thought organizations started adopting a very similar model, so the whole face of New Thought conferencing began to change. Um, one of the challenges of working in that kind of environment on that kind of program is that it's great it's a great environment i suppose for corporate meetings and trade shows but there's a certain ambience that that that's not in resonance when you, when you walk into a a commercial hotel and deal with 
sort of a typical corporate staff, although everyone was very nice, this this notion of being in community and and holding space in a certain container of people coming together it was very hard to create in those environments and and so I'm thrilled because uh, Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell, who's um, vice president of the AGNT Leadership Council, has a wonderful Unity Center. The, it's called the Unity Center in San Diego, California, and she's she saw that it could be a real advantage to holding the the symposium in October at her center, where. We have the beauty and the ambience and the vibration of a spiritual community um, and and basically has generously offered her space to us. So um, October 24th through the 27th, we'll be bringing together people who are really interested in taking the next step, not just from New Thought, although we hope many ministers and board members and congregants and committee leaders we hope all of these people from New Thought will attend because this is about tools and empowerment and training and techniques and models. Um, if if people are finding themselves at a loss for how to respond and to lead their not just their congregations but friends, communities, families into a more constructive and enlightened way of thinking about how to act in a changing world, we're not just going to talk about that in principle. We're really going to address head-on some of those topics. I am just beyond excited about it because of the ability to listen to some of our incredible keynote speakers and and also to see um, at the everyday level, you know, amazing things that people have been doing and and how they have been you know evolving with the changing world would you like to speak to us about some of the speakers some of the things we can anticipate yeah i love all these people they're fantastic well um there's a there's a young man that we met some years ago when we sponsored a program called Generation Now. Um, That was back in 2009. We found about a dozen from around the world, um, 20, 30-somethings, who had already distinguished themselves by their leadership in their own communities with innovative ideas. And one of of our people was Nipun Mehta, who... um, at the time had an organization called Charity Focus. Like everybody who's seen um, those those smile cards and heard about um, random acts of kindness, um, pay it forward kind of models, uh, servicebase.org, all of those initiatives are, are Nipun Mehta and his friends. And they're just amazing. They're like miracle workers and, and, and in their hearts so enlightened and so authentic with these principles that, you know, I'm just humbled by by these these younger people. And Nipun, he's a very humble guy, and he always gives credit to everyone else, but as it turns out, he became appointed to um, the President's Council on Faith-Based Communities, and, and so in the last couple of years has really had an opportunity to interface 
with institutions connected to the real power that runs this country and informs decisions. And one of one of the biggest issues, challenges I think we face is the fact that grassroots, normal, ordinary, everyday citizens, 90% or more of of the people who are alive in society are disconnected in a, in many ways from power power groups that actually make decisions. Yes, we vote, but many of us don't even take that as seriously as we should. But this idea of a disconnect be- between people like us who are in spiritual communities doing the ro- the work at a grassroots level and people at these high levels behind closed doors, there's a disconnect between those. And so when someone like Nippon can actually walk in the door and have his his voice be heard because he carries our voice there, is a real breakthrough. So um, Nippon graciously, I mean, he's moved around his schedule and canceled a trip. He's going to be with us in order to share his practical experience. We also... um, there's there's a man that many people know. His name's James O.D. Um, he's going to be participating remotely from his home in New Mexico, and he's former president of Amnesty International and the Institute for Noetic Sciences. And he's he's a Sufi practitioner and author. And James is going to be with us and weigh in with his wisdom. Um, one of the amazing people coming all the way from Japan with her daughter is Masami Sionji. And the way that people would know Masami and her family is that her father created Goy Peace Foundation, and they developed the um, the peace poles. And people have seen those standing everywhere. They're all over the world, and have and the Mount Fuji Declaration, and so many, so much of the work that we have been hearing about for years. But you know, here's a family who's dedicated their lives to this kind of work all over the world, and we wouldn't necessarily know their names because they know it's not about them. So they're not out there promoting themselves. They're out there doing work that benefits the world at a very deep level. And she's coming all the way from Japan. She doesn't speak much English, but her daughter certainly does. So the two of them, of those magnificent women, will be speaking with us. So it's um, Reverend, well, Bishop Yvette Flunder, um, an evangelical bishop, uh, African-American woman, is very, very active on issues of racism and poverty and human rights, a dynamic uh, spiritual leader, and she's going to be with us. So this is not your usual cast of characters. You, you started the program by saying, you know, I went to listen to someone talk, and 10 years later they gave the same talk. Well, AG&T is committed to bringing new voices as times require, and our times require these voices, so we've worked very hard to bring the right ones to the symposium. Absolutely, and just as my own of being spiritually fed, that's the reason I got involved with AG&T many, many years ago, is for that very reason, is that I could hear things that were pertinent 
pertinent to the times and the things that I needed to take back into community and those types of things. Um, you can register now for the Conscious Majority at ConsciousMajority.org. And you want to hurry because things are filling up quickly. We have such a wide interest uh, from people all over that are wanting to be part of this incredible event. It's October 24th through the 27th in San Diego, and we would really love to see you there. Yeah, we, we've made it, um, I think, affordable. In fact, I don't think we've, we've raised the, the cost of our conference since we began in 1999 because although, you know, we have to pay, we have to pay the bills, but we really don't want people to be excluded based on some of the enormous costs that I see being charged for conferences these days. It's unbelievable. But, um, also we've secured blocks of rooms uh, within a mile of the venue, very close, nice, clean, wonderful places that people can stay. But those rooms are very limited um, by contractual obligations that we have to undertake and so on. So once they're gone, they're gone. And so that's why I would really encourage people not to wait. Absolutely. And also including in this, and the events are our many breakout groups and workshops and programs. And um, and then, of course, the Leadership Council of AG&T with uh, Reverend Dr. Michael Bernard Beckwith, Dr. David Alexander, Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell, Dr. Barbara Fields, Dr. Roger Teal, Dr. Ken Gordon, um, and Reverend Temple Hayes. We will all be uh, an active role in the events as well. So... It's going to be like one of those things that you probably wouldn't witness somewhere else. Not this particular group and mix of people. I think that's very safe to say. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to to the music as well. Um, A couple of our artists that are well known to the New Thought Movement, Faith Rivera and Daniel Namod, um, they, they won't be performing per se for our entertainment, but they'll be working with us every step of the way to make sure that they're anchoring an artistic message in the heart um, that resonates with all of these topics that we're talking about. And, and those who have, in, who have experienced their music know that um, a song is worth a thousand words. They can really bring it home. <laughs> no doubt. And they are absolutely amazing and, and incredible. Well, Barbara, as we're as we're closing out our show today, um, I want to thank you, you know, personally and professionally for everything that you do um, to add to the flavor of, of new thought and being part of that conscious changing world that we're living in. And you're unwavering commitment you've made to the New Thought Movement for the past 20 years. So thank you for that for sure. Uh, You can read more about Barbara, who has an extensive background, on the website, agnt.org. While you're exploring also the other programs and ways to get involved, you can sign up for our e-news and kind of keep up with the various things that we have going on now. The most simplistic way to sign up for the workshop, to get the schedule, registration, some of the suggested hotels, is, of course, to go to ConsciousMajority.org. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. 
No, Temple. It's been a pleasure to be your guest on the show. You're such a monument. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Again, a shout-out to all of you. Thank you for every way. Remember how we do small things is ultimately how we do everything. And often, I think, when people think of uh, being a change agent or a difference maker, they in their minds uh, make it so large that often they never start. And so to do things simple, to just respond to what's in front of you, uh, to what you see or witness through a neighbor or at the traffic light or in the grocery store or waiting in the bank line, whatever it is, those are moments that are easy to respond to that more often than not have our name on it. It is that uh, synchronicity of life as to why we're usually there in the first place. So as you enjoy these kind of programs, please join me at templehaze.com or get involved in our global community, firstunity.org. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. And thank you, Barbara, for your time today. Mm, you're so welcome. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. The philosopher Plato said... The unexamined life is not worth living. In a world where it is paramount that we earn a living and provide for those who depend upon us, there seems to be little or no time for self-evaluation. Survival receives all our attention. Yet, when you pause and take a look at the little things in your daily experience, a richer you will be discovered. In knowing yourself, you develop a better understanding of others. In unity, we support the spiritual idea of knowing thyself. It's how we can all bring a healing, compassionate attitude to an ever-changing world.
This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Ever notice that there might be something not quite right, but you just can't put your finger on it? We may describe it as an inner stirring, a restlessness, a yearning to find our way home to our heart and higher purpose. Some of us may feel like we are living on borrowed time, that despite our accomplishments, what was once so important to us now just feels empty and meaningless. If you find your heart longing, wanting, looking for a path home to authenticity and purpose, Join us for transformation, inspiration, hope, and possibility. Move toward your higher calling. Listen to The Call of Spirit with Evelyn Foreman and tune in to Possibility every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time here on Unity Online Radio. Tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM. The voice of an awakening world. God is formless, yet takes many forms. What goes around comes around. Chant the name of the Lord and be free. No one comes to the Father except through me. Ever been confused by the variety and apparent contradiction within world religions? Join Reverend Paul John Roach every Tuesday for insight into those principles held in common by all the great religious traditions in world spirituality, exploring the unity within all cultures and faith traditions. Using discussions, interviews, humor, insight, and practice, Practical advice, we will clarify the confusion and reveal simple yet profound truths. Call in with your questions and ideas and help break down the barriers that separate us from one another. That's World Spirituality with Paul John Roach, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. 
And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.